Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 86, and as always, we will start with our Song of the Week section. Maddie, start us off. Alrighty, so my Song of the Week this week is called Bodies, um, and it is by The Knox featuring Muna. So as you know, we have kind of talked about Muna a couple of times yep. on the podcast previously. <laughs> Because uh, Viv is a big fan. Yes. Big fan. Um, and I'm recently on the train. Mm. I haven't really gone into their discography just yet. But this song came up on my Discover Weekly. It was a track that was released, I think, 2020 or 2019. Can't remember. It's not super, super new. Mm. Um, but overall, it's a lot more like EDM based, thanks to The Knox and all yep. of their production and stuff. Um, it's a really upbeat, really fun, um, lot of synths. It's a really, really punchy sort of, um, rhythmically and melodically as well. And overall it's like super, super fun. I just like really, really like the vibe I mm. think of the song. There's not like one particular bit that I could say that I really, really like the most. I think the whole thing yeah. is, yeah, what is it's sort of you know, shining moment, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, like, um, I think I brought up the Knox. It wasn't too long ago, but they recently did a collab with Morat, and I really liked that song, like, the EDM vibe of it, which I don't think is either of our genres, no, really. No, no. Um, so it's always interesting when one of us brings it up in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I definitely agree. I think this is a really cool song. And, yeah, like, it's just super fun to dance and sing along to yeah i think like the chorus is something like it's kind of just been rolling over and over my head for a while since i since i heard it so i i couldn't leave it you know untalked about so i had to bring it to the podcast Mm. um but please go listen to it check it out it's called bodies by the knox featuring muna vivian what's your song of the week this week so my song of the week this week is Hollywood Sucks by Kenny Hoopla featuring Travis Barker. Yet yes. again. <laughs> wow. So many times. We should keep a tally. Of I know. How we really times. need to. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is, uh, I think it's the latest single from Kenny Hoopla, who I did bring up on the podcast not too long ago. Um, and it's very much a pop punk song. It's pretty much that, and that's what I love about it. Yep. It's not very long. It's quite a short song, um, but there's such high energy to it, and I think a lot of that is because of the drums, of course, thanks to Travis Barker. Yep. But as well as that, like, Kenny's voice, he has this really, really, like, unique punk voice that I don't think we've really heard in this genre before, which I think is really cool. But at the same time, he definitely, like... Um, represents that vibe really well, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And the best part about this song is like the chorus is just so easy to just get lost in. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can sing along to it, dance along to it, but like it's just such a fun song. And I think it's really cool because I feel like with this genre, it's had this like resurgence lately. It's not just with like people within the genre, but like other people outside trying their hand at like pop punk. Talking about Machine Gun Kelly, for example. <laughs> but, like, you know, Travis Barker, he's kind of like this link between everyone all. And then, like, with Willow Smith, like, we talked about yeah, that not too yeah. Like, he's, like, this link between everyone and it's sort of just, like, yeah, like, I'll hop on the song. Like, I'll, you know, give my own sort of flavour so, or own sort of vibe to it. But it definitely, like, helps 
sort of it become that like pop punk song yeah he definitely like injects his own sort of you know yeah. his signature style into every one of these songs that he features on oh, it's yeah. like he's going around to every artist and is like hey let's do a pop punk song and mm. i'll play drums on it <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like all of the there are so many that we've brought up but they're all really good mm. and i don't know if it is that common link or if they're all just like really great songs in their own right that's that's a good point yeah. but like they're still really really awesome and i found myself jamming along to this as well even though it's not sort of my mm. initial <laughs> like usual listening um material yeah but it's still yeah it's a still really like a really good song yeah and it makes me happy that like obviously like i've been a fan of this sort of genre for a long time now but it makes me happy that it is sort of becoming more popular in the in the mainstream. Yeah. Um. I know, like, that's kind of, might be weird to say, like, because a lot of people are, like protective and like, <laughs> no, I don't want it to become too like cool. gatekeeping. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. But in my opinion, I think it's really interesting because when you do see like people like Kenny Hoopla or Willow Smith, who you know, like, you don't really think of fitting in the, within the genre. It just works so well. Yeah. So yeah, that is my song of the week this week. Hollywood sucks by Kenny Hoopla featuring Travis Barker. That brings us to the end of our song of the week section. Now we will go into what's trending and Maddie will kick us off with a topic. Alrighty. So my topic this week is all about blues fest. So if you weren't aware, <laughs> blues fest was going to go ahead over the Easter long weekend but because of um, a lovely global pandemic, it had to be cancelled like it, the day or two before so, it was going so ahead, sad. which was super depressing. So they have decided to go ahead with new dates in October and they have released the lineup. It was a couple of weeks ago now, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it. So I'm yes. talking about it today. So I found this article from Scene Star and it reads. Last week, Bluesfest made the stand to press on and deliver a 2021 event despite the original dates at the Easter long weekend being cancelled just 24 hours before gates opened. Now set for the October long weekend, the 1st to the 4th of October, Bluesfest's fe- festival director Peter Noble has unveiled a lineup that remains largely intact from the original Easter offering. The good news doesn't stop there either, with Midnight Oil and Paul Kelly having each been drafted in to headline the Friday and Saturday lineups, respectively. Tash Sultana will co-headline Saturday night with Kelly, with Jimmy Barnes to headline Sunday's festivities. Quote, I am thrilled to announce that Midnight Oil have agreed to join our all-Aussie lineup and headline our opening night, and that Paul Kelly will co-headline alongside Tash Sultana, Peter Noble says. This is so special for me to announce, a moment I have been waiting years to happen. Midnight Oil headlined Bluesfest in 2001, just before their extended hiatus. It has always been my ambition to once again present the holy grail of Australian artists at Bluesfest and have approached them every year, redoubling my efforts since their reformation in 2017. And now to have Midnight Oil headline our opening night and launch their new album, It's a Dream Come True. Um, and then the quote continues, but down the bottom, I really wanted to, um, show you this line that Peter Noble says. Yeah. It says, as we rise from the ashes of Blues Fest Easter 2021, please come join us as we celebrate our indomitable determination to present live music in Australia safely at a major event level. So I thought that quote was really cute. Such Um, a good quote. (laughs) Yeah. But the lineup continues. There's a really, really great collection of artists here so Mm -hmm. um in addition to the headliners we've got ocean alley ziggy alberts john butler the cat empire pete murray kate sobrano casey chambers 
the waifs, the living end, the angels, Troy Casadaly, Briggs, Hiatus Coyote, Kate Miller Heidke, and just the list goes on and on and on. Love it. Um, but super, super keen for this lineup, even though I probably won't be going. Yeah. I absolutely really, really, really want to go to a blues fest at some point Me in too. the future. Me too. <laughs> it would be so good because there are so many artists there I would like die to see oh live. yeah 100 percent. and like it's obviously really sad that everything that happened with easter weekend because yeah. it was it was such a quick turnaround for them to cancel it and everything but i'm so glad that they're you know doing it again in october and that quote is just perfect to describe the situation <laughs> we rise from the ashes i think everyone's rising from the ashes oh, this year yeah i think that's like 2021 slogan (laughs) yeah like and and that's the thing like it's so hard especially right now in australia specifically this is um with like vaccinations like you know right now melbourne's in another lockdown as of recording so it's like really hard to sort of gauge like these sort of events because it could so quickly change yeah that's any moment totally um but in saying that i think yeah like blues fest is something i've always wanted to go to as well just because like always always they have these really cool artists um who have this really like great performance you know um vibe about them and all that and i've always just wanted to go but it's just never been able to happen but maybe one day one day one day we'll record the podcast from blue <laughs> coming to you live, coming to you live. <laughs> that would be cool that would be um but yeah so that's all i wanted to talk about about blues fest but vivian we've got another story to to rant about we do and honestly guys this wouldn't be caught my ear if we didn't bring up halsey in some form <laughs> some shape or form <laughs> So look, I do have a story about Miss Halsey. Um, so this is coming from iHeartRadio and it's written by Paris Close and it says, Halsey appears to tease fourth album on Cryptic website. The pop star seemed to tease her fourth album, studio album on Monday, May 24th when she led eagle-eyed fans down a dark rabbit hole that took them to a website containing a mysterious message. Everything started when the Without Me musician quietly followed a private Instagram account that shares a link in its bio that, when clicked, transports users to a website containing cryptic phrases like, all of this is temporary and why do you need love so badly? Appearing at the top of the homepage are the letters LPIV. As fans have speculated, LP seems to represent an album and IV represents the numeral notation of the number four. Putting the two together, one could easily surmise her fourth album's on the way. The website also invites fans to enter their email address to flip the coin. Um, We tested it and appears the coin flip offers two outcomes in the letters L and P. Afterward, it directs you to the Instagram account aforementioned above. While there's very little to go on from what's shown on the website, sleuthing fans have come up with theories of their own. A Twitter user actually believes the coin splitting into 11 pieces after the final flip signifies something. Could it mean the 11th month of the year, as in November being a potential release date? Your guess is as good as ours. So, yes, look, this is this is always a wild time yep. um, when the theories start and just nothing, like everything is on the table, basically. Like, you yep. could guess absolutely anything. Um, but the funny thing is, this Instagram account, when this all first started, it was a private Instagram account. Yep. Um, but it then sort of became unprivated, so now everyone can follow it. Um, and today, as of recording, it posted to um, their story a poem from Halsey's poetry book, If I Would Leave Me If I Could. 
so what is happening? There's so much going on. Too much is going on. Um, I was not okay when this first started. No, happening. you weren't. I just looked up the messages <laughs> that you sent me when <laughs> when it happened. You were like, "I'm having this is all in caps, mind you. <laughs> I'm having a breakdown at work." <laughs> and then you sent me the link to the website, and you're like, "Go to this website. I'm losing it." <laughs> and I was like, "What? What does it stand for?" And you're like, "Right. What does it mean?" It's just so much caps. This it's it's it was just a lot. It was a lot to handle because was. I was on my break and then I just see Stan Twitter going crazy over this and I was like, This is not okay. I know. And I was almost late for work because of this because I was literally just about to leave for work when you messaged me and then I was like, Sorry. What's going on? I had to halt everything that was going on. It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And the thing is, like, Halsey, in true fashion, has not said a word. They're just letting us sort of sit and They love it, yeah, they love letting us just sit in our own, like, paranoia. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) While she's just just watching from afar (laughs) as we all burn up in flames. She's having a great time watching this. Exactly. I can just imagine. But the cool thing is, is like on the Instagram account as well, there's a couple of photos. Um, So like we we can link the Instagram account so you guys can see what we're talking about. But um, the photos are very interesting. Like it's very dark, very like almost gothic. Yeah, I got, like, medieval vibes. Yeah, so it kind of makes me think, like, whatever this will be, it definitely is a darker sort of, I don't know, album, project, whatever. Era, who knows. Era, who knows. Maybe maybe it's a sequel to I Would Leave Me If I Could, but the thing is, maybe that only just came out. This is what I mean. And, and Halsey is pregnant. Like, focus on one, one thing, thing at a time. time. <laughs> <laughs> But then oh. other people were saying maybe it's a live Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. As you guys know, we had a wonderful moment when Badlands was coming out. We were like, oh my gosh, does this mean Hopeless Fountain Kingdom's coming? Yeah. So who knows? There's just a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm we're kind mess. of, yeah. Very, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of anxiety going on right now. But, <laughs> you know, what can you do? What can you do? But anyway, we'll, we'll, bring, we'll bring the Halsey talk to a close. Yep. Um, as you know, we could go on forever. Thanks for bearing with us during this time. Yes. But please <laughs> send support our way. We yep. are struggling. <laughs> and if you have any theories, let us know. Yes. We love talking theories. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that brings us to the end of What's Trending. Now we will go into Under a Rock and Maddie kick us off. Okay, so my Under a Rock is very far out from what I usually listen to. Yes. Um, very shocking. Um, so it is called Small Talk by an artist called Russ. Now, if you are a fan of Russ, you'll know that he's like a rapper. Mm. So it's Already, <laughs> nothing. it's like what is happening? Already we're like on a new plane of what's going on here. Um, so if you know anything about my sister, you'll know that her music taste is very, very vastly different to mine Mm -hmm. and she's all over the place. And this is an artist that she listens to a lot and she played this song either in the car or it came up on our like discover weekly or something. Yep. Um, and I listened to it and I was like, you know what? This is actually really good. I really like it. It's only (laughs) two minutes long. Um, it's really, really simple in the production. There's like this one sort of, well, there's two main like vocal samples that kind of go behind Mm. the main like lyrics and stuff that Russ is rapping. Um, and it's really, really simplistic, but it like 
works really well for some reason. Yeah, for sure. And I was very surprised that Maddie brought this up. I haven't I haven't listened to this artist, um, but I do like a bit of rap music here and there, um, yeah. as you guys know. Um, but yeah, this is definitely not what I would have picked for Maddie to like. But you no. know what? That's the point of this podcast. Damn right. And we have changed a lot in terms of our <laughs> music tastes. We really have. Um, especially I feel like over the last maybe like, year or so we've really just accepted anything and everything which i love yeah um but the cool thing about this song is yeah like it is very short but it's very like punchy in terms of like the delivery and the production and it feels like it just sort of flies by you which yeah the flow is really really quick and really sort of like you have to really pay attention to what he's saying, which is yeah. which is cool. I like it. Um, For sure. I don't really have much else to say because I don't know how <laughs> to like talk about rap music, but it's I a like good the song. Way they rap. I think it's fun. Um, <laughs> no, I, honestly, like I think it's really really good. And in some of because I've heard some of his other music as well, um, he does like do a bit of singing as well, like oh, cool. very auto tune singing. But still, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty. Um, really catchy sort mm. of stuff really punchy but i really like it so awesome there you go that's my under a rock it is small talk by russ vivian what's yours so my under a rock this week is called bleach by hurt wave so just to give a little bit of background um i found this out after the fact i listened to the song so um but anyway the hurt wave is actually a side project of two members from the band Dayseeker. um and Dayseeker, if you don't know, they're like a post-hardcore metal band, essentially. Um, but Hurt Wave, as they describe it, is sad synth music. <laughs> so it's already quite, you know, two du- different ends of the spectrum there, which I think is really, really cool um, yeah. when artists sort of branch out into different genres because it's just like them experimenting with everything. But yeah, so this song, Bleach, is coming from their recent EP, um... And it's such an interesting song because I heard this on my Discover Weekly and guaranteed I heard this on my Discover Weekly because of the fact that they're from a metal <laughs> band, most likely. Yeah. Um, because I normally don't... I, I am a huge fan of synth music, like, sort of on the surface, but I've never done, like, a proper deep dive into the genre itself. So when this song came up and I listened to it, I was like, this is really, really cool. Yeah. Just everything about it, like the production is so interesting, like all the different synth lines in there. But the thing that obviously like really caught my ear was the vocals and just the lyrics. It's such a, it's such a dark and brooding atmosphere, but like the vocals are really, really, really cool because it's like almost very strained, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, and it, it just sounds so, so cool to hear that sort of voice in this sort of context, because I feel like you wouldn't really. I feel like when it comes to this sort of genre, you hear a lot of sort of toned down vocals. You don't really hear that sort of strained vocals that you hear in a lot of like metal or post-hardcore music. So I really, really love it. And I was really, really keen to hear like what Maddie thought about it too. Yeah. Cause you were like, Oh, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, but I really do. Yeah. Like it is so, so good. I think I'm definitely going to add it to my, to my rotation um awesome i think yeah the synth and the the vocals together are just like a really really great but unusual combo Mm. i think but it's yeah overall it's a really really catchy like really just nice song yeah and like even though they sort of classify themselves as sad synth i've listened to the rest of their ep which i also do really love so like definitely please check them out but it's definitely like something that 
like I've been listening to this song all the time. Like it's yeah. not just sort of sit in your room, close the door and cry. <laughs> you can, but like Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, it's it's definitely such a such a cool song and I'm really glad that I've just discovered them because yeah, like yeah. definitely love them. Please check them out. So this is my under a rock for this week, Bleach by Hurtwave. Now we will go into Caught My Ear, and I'll kick us off with a bit of a weird one. Yeah. <laughs> so my song for this week is Call Me Cruella by Florence and the Machine. So if you don't know, Cruella DeVille, well, I think it's actually just called just Cruella. Just called Cruella, yeah. It's a movie that's just come out with Emma Stone. It's sort of supposed to be like the origin story of yep. the classic villain from 101 Dalmatians. I'm really keen to see it. Haven't seen it yet. But this song is obviously like the theme song. Uh, for the movie and I I was saying to Maddie before we started recording when they first sort of uh, like dropped the trailer like this was before the song obviously had come out I was sort of thinking like oh this feels very dark like for a Disney movie like obviously it's still a Disney movie but like it feels a little bit more like brooding and everything I wonder what band could do like justice for like a theme song and then this they announced it was Florence the Machine and I was like oh yeah okay (laughs) That's that perfect. makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and it truly is. It isn't a long song. Like, it's pretty much only, like, two minutes and seven seconds, I think. Yeah. But a lot gets done in that two minutes, let me tell you. Ooh, yeah. And, oh my gosh, Florence Welsh. What a beauty. I love her so much. <laughs> I love her She's voice. She's truly incredible. She's truly incredible at everything she does. And especially, like, with the vibe of this song, it's definitely true to Florence and the Sheen's style in terms of, like, really interesting chord progressions and then like Florence's voice like the inflections that she does and everything but it's so so interesting to hear like sort of a a movie song in this sort of way like I feel like you don't really hear especially for like a Disney movie so it just makes me more excited to see the movie itself but I really love this song yeah like overall it's a very very like haunting but also like it's not really, really creepy, but yeah. it still has that element to it. And I think that's sort of, you know, like helped by the fact that it's got this really like ethereal, like mm. backing vocals that kind of like whoosh in and like envelop the whole thing towards the end. Yes. Um, and then like Florence's like soprano falsetto mm. range is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Indeed. So <laughs> that also is just like another layer to the whole thing. And just like the delicacy of her voice in that space too makes it sort of this really, really weird. Yeah. Also like intriguing song to listen to. Like it's definitely not something that you're going to go like, you know what? I want to listen to this song just like randomly in yeah. the car. It's like, it's not one of those, but it's still really, really well put together and it definitely fits the brief of the mm. movie I think really well yes yes for sure and I think that's like a good point that you bring up it isn't a song that like you would just play like just randomly when you're driving or maybe you wouldn't I probably would but the actually point is- I, prob- I would probably chuck it in my <laughs> Disney playlist and then just go to town because I do I've I do have a dedicated yes. Disney playlist, don't judge of me. Of course, of course you do, though. No, no, no shame <laughs> in that. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, like, it's a very cinematic song, and obviously it's a movie theme song, but like you said, like, I feel like the actual, like, composition of the song itself, it has a lot of, it's, like, specific sections that make you feel like it's very yeah, cinematic, if definitely. that makes sense. So, yeah. like, I think in that way, that's why it's sort of one of those things where, like, 
you probably wouldn't just chuck it on because I feel like when I listened to it the first time I was so just focused on each individual individual section and like the different parts of Florence's voice that she was sort of showcasing because she really does showcase it all yeah in these two minutes which I think is awesome yeah but anyway um that is my call my ear for this week call me Cruella by Florence and the Machine Maddie over to you Alrighty, my caught my ear for this week is a complete 180 from that song. <laughs> um, it is called Bite the Bit by this band called Honey Butter. Now, I've never heard of this band before, but they're like a three-piece from Minnesota, I think. Um, and first of all, the start of the song is just like this really cool, like bossa nova type yes feel amazing um and it sort of like has a lot of elements of jazz and they say that in their bio by the way these people have the best artist bio on spotify that i've ever read it is incredible please read it i love it um but like it is so honestly true to their name it's such a buttery yes a buttery song like it's so warm and delicate and like it's just so so nice the vocals are beautiful so Mm. are the backing like harmonies they're gorgeous and then the thing that caught my ear and which is why i popped it in this segment is because about halfway through the song they introduce um this trumpet with a mute in it which if you don't know what that is it's like this sort of thing that they chuck in the end of it where the sound comes out to kind of change the timbre or like the sound Mm -hmm. of the trumpet and makes it a lot more like brassy and really kind of like not as full sounding as a normal trumpet what you would think of like when you hear a trumpet yeah um so it's it's really really common in a lot of jazz music um and like blues and that type of stuff uh, but it fits so beautifully in this context and they really, really, really know how to work it. And I think they've got their genre, their niche down pat. For sure. Like for sure. I absolutely adore what they're doing. Yeah. Like I was saying to Maddie after she played it for me, I said that this is probably one of my favorite songs that she's brought on the podcast for me personally. Like I straight away added it to my, to my playlist on Spotify and it's just like, I think it's just really, really cool when you hear, you know, these sort of very, like, tri- like influences like jazz or, you know, bossa nova and all that, and you hear them with, like, a modern twist. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favourite things to hear in, like, music these days because it's just so... I've, I've always just been a huge fan of those genres, like, classically and traditionally, but when you hear it in this modern context, I think it's really cool to see what people can do with it. And, like, this song is just amazing i really love the backing vocals as well they're very very well done and then like the way that the song when they transition from the verse to the chorus it's so smooth yeah so seamless like everything in the song is like that though too exactly yeah and like i know that sounds very like of course like it should be but trust me when you listen (laughs) to it you'll know exactly what i'm talking about because it's not like a hard transition it just like flows so seamlessly which feels amazing when you listen to it yeah totally i really really love this song so i really implore you to listen to it it's really cool um it is called bite the bit by honey butter um and normally this is where we would end the podcast but we have a recommendation this week which is super awesome from my sister lexi so thank you very much for that um it is called 
True Lovers by Holy Holy. So we briefly mentioned Holy Holy like ages, ages and ages ago, right at the beginning of the podcast. Mm. Um, and it's definitely about, I still haven't, I think I said this last time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really want to like go and listen to all of their music and whatever. I still haven't done it. I think this is like For shame. kind of like the pin in, you know, <laughs> it's like the final straw. Like I really, really need to. Um, but this song, True Lovers, is so, so amazing. Like, my sister brought it to me. She's like, I want to play you this song. See mm. if you like it. Like, five seconds in. Not even five seconds in. It was like two bars of the intro. I was like, <laughs> add it add it to one of my playlists. I really, really, really like it. It's so... It's got this really, like, synthy, upbeat, like, really punchy intro that you'd kind of sort of it's very like reminiscent of like 80s yes music and like the vocal line is really really cool i've always loved um like their sound yeah um and what they do but it's yeah just a really really awesome track i love it such an awesome track and i the thing that sort of like caught me off guard was like the percussion is really interesting like rhythmically like yeah if you're really fascinated by that stuff like i am like hearing especially in the intro and the verses like the way that the percussion and like the other instruments in the production like sort of play off each other is yep. really really cool and then mixed in with the vocal line it's almost all like completely separate we love a good polyrhythm exactly and i love <laughs> it so much it's so good um but then yeah like my favorite part which is going to sound so cliche for me but you know what this is who i am but it's my favorite part too <laughs> like <laughs> It's so good. Is there's like a guitar solo. It's like halfway through the track. Yeah. But the cool thing is is that it feels it's like short-lived for for a little bit, but then it just keeps going until quite literally until the end of the song. The vocals come back in, yep. but the mix has changed for you to just really just hear the fullness of that guitar. And I was saying this feels like an 80s guitar solo, just the effect that's on it and like how sort of cinematic it feels. It, it's almost like over the top but in the best way yeah so i love it so much it's like a mix of their kind of like indie sort of yeah vibe with this like 80s dance music and then this guitar solo that just like rips through amazing the like second the whole second half of the song it's so amazing because like when i first heard it it's only like a really really short amount of time and then like another chorus comes in sort of Mm. over the top of it and you're like oh that was disappointing like i wanted to hear more of it but it keeps going like underneath the vocal line and there's like more verses and choruses later and it's still going and i love that they really bring bring it to the forefront of the mix so you can still hear it really really well and they don't focus on the vocals because it's like the chorus that you've heard already Mm -hmm. so it's really nice to hear that new element underneath it it's just super super fun absolutely love it really really adding it i think it's definitely like i think it's really solidified the fact that i need to listen to the rest of their music yeah because i really really enjoyed this um so thank you lexi for recommending this um and thank you all for listening to another episode of the podcast you can check us out on spotify apple google Podcasts, Castbox, wherever you get your podcast fix and you can follow us on social media at caught my Earpod on facebook instagram and twitter and that is where you can send us your recommendations it's really easy guys and it can literally be anything you want yep we will listen to it and we will react to it that's the whole point of this section and we really love to hear what you guys are listening to at the moment 
And you can also let us know what you thought about the songs that we brought up in the episode this week, whether you agree or disagree, or whether you're going to add some of these songs to your playlist. That's right. We would love to know. But until then, join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.